in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandGunsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to this episode. It's episode 612, 612 episodes of the Ron and Don Show. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate you. And as always, we're sitting right here in the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, is it Howdy Duty time? It is. We'll tell you about Howdy Duty the Bull, uh, that actually a guy owns a bull, Put the bull in his car. They're driving down the interstate and let the tomfoolery uh, begin. Also, uh, I'm going to tell you about a husband that abandoned his wife in the airport. I love this story. The internet totally supports him for abandoning her. <laughs> Wait till you hear the backstory. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. I'm Irish, but I don't have to explain Irish goodbyes because I think the king of Irish goodbyes is sitting here right now uh, in the Les Schwab studios. Ron, what is an Irish uh, goodbye, and why are you so good at it? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, it's funny that you like this article or that you sent me this article. The Irish goodbye is when you're at an event or a function and you just leave. You don't say goodbye. You don't draw attention to yourself. You don't uh, make the rounds and give everybody a, a hug and a let's connect, even though you're never going to connect. You just take the opportunity <laughs> and you leave. Yeah. And so this this woman, she wrote a great article, I thought, on the virtues of the Irish goodbye and why everyone should do it. Uh, I, I've been a longtime proponent of the Irish goodbye. I think some people every once in a while get their feelings hurt. But for the most part, um, when I no longer want to be in a place for whatever reason, I leave that place mm-hmm. and I don't say anything to anyone because it, it doesn't, I, I get why the social convention exists, but like, it's, it's not really a thing. Like if, if you didn't connect with someone while at the party, trying to do this big wind up at the end of the party, there's a little bit, uh, shallow in my opinion did this article convince you are you an irish goodbye person or are you going to become no more yeah I, I totally am this one i you and i do it differently though so i'll tell you how my, i do my irish goodbye i have a very specific way of doing it and then you explain yours i like like we were meeting here today at 10 o'clock and we're we're building out our studio right now we're adding uh, tv capabilities so you guys can watch us because we know that you love to look at us as well so uh our good friend uh, John Baker was here and he was here early, right? And he was here early last time. He arrives about 15 minutes early and I wasn't here because uh, I had to go do some stuff at one of my rentals. And then I stopped by the gym to work out because I knew I'd miss my workout time because we were we record uh, four podcasts every Thursday. Ron, I know, we'll, if we're starting here at 10, he'll be on the curb before 10. And then like at... It's amazing. Like at 9.58, and my son, when he's here, has even commented on it. He'll see you sitting out on the curb. Ron is never late. And then and then you're knocking on the door like right at 10 o'clock. So you make sure that you're not early. You're never late. And I've noticed when we do this in social settings where you're not in charge of the social setting, 
You go early, you eat early, you leave early, right? Why do you go, go early, eat early, leave early? Because that's kind of, it, 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 that, that's my sense of, of, of the way that you do your Irish goodbye. Mine, 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 is, mine is different because I don't usually show up on time, and then I have a completely different way of, of, of leaving. No, I mean, you're kind of right and kind of wrong. I've had to adjust for, for if it's a business meeting, I am 10 minutes early at least because in, in the way I view this is that if I value this other person's time, then I will be on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's disrespectful to be late because what am I saying when I'm late? I don't care about your time. That's, that's the subtext that I, I believe. So I'm, I try to always be on time. If it's a social situation, I've learned that I need to be half an hour after the posted time and, and I'm still going to be the first person there. Right. So someone says, <laughs> Hey, the party starts at seven. Yeah. Uh, they don't mean to, in, in Seattle, they don't want you there at seven. That's right. They want you there that's right. at seven forty-five. So I show up at seven thirty ish. Yeah. Um, usually one of the first people there. And then, um, I don't care if I eat early or whatever, but, um, I will like do my thing. I, I feel like I've gotten better at being, I, I'm not a, a natural party goer. Um, I think I've gotten better at like making the rounds, chit chatting with people, like doing that whole thing. But I, I don't judge it. I, I just, there comes a point where it's like, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, And it's not a commentary on anyone's hosting ability or sometimes it could be, but it could just be like, I think I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Like my mom's birthday party last year is December 8th. You came, uh, and on time as usual, you came in, we, we, we had dinner and all that. Then a circle, there's a circle. She started, uh, sharing great stories from her past and we we're sitting around a circle and those, those stories just got going. You were sitting over on a chair, and when no one was looking, you were out. You were you were you were out of there, and you were down the road, which which I had much respect for, and I thought was perfect because I wanted to be out of there and down the road too. Right. <laughs> how, how do you do it differently? Yeah, well, the way that I do it is I I don't yeah I don't I don't show up at the posted time. Uh, I always try to bring something for the party, and I try to bring something for. Uh, especially for the host that's that that's not for the party so it's that whole thing of you're going to bring two bottles of wine here's a bottle of wine to share and here's one just for you uh i really like that when people have done that for me i i think it's really nice and kind in fact i think between my friends we've been just handing each other the same bottle of wine back and forth for probably the last 20 years then what i do is i always i go i go and i do the dishes or I start taking out the garbage. Sometimes I do a combo where I will you do, throw out all the dishes. I will do the dishes. And while I'm doing the dishes, because no one wants to do the dishes. And I always think about in terms of if I was hosting this party, what is the worst part? And I've hosted a lot of parties. The worst part of hosting a party is when everyone goes home and you have all these dishes and then you tell yourself, I'll do them in the morning. And then when you wake up, you're like, why did I have this party in the first place? I, it is a bummer. 
And I like using real dishes when I, when, when I have people over. If I invite people to come over, it's like if I have all these dishes, then I should go ahead and use those. I don't want to use paper plates and all that stuff. And why are we, why are we using plastic forks that we're going to throw in a landfill along with the plates and all that when we can just wash these things and, and, and reuse those? And, and, and so my big move lately is to go in and do the dishes Again, no one's in there. You're just in the host of pre- the, the only thing they remember from you the night before is that you were in there doing the dishes. Then you grab the garbage and you go to take the garbage out and you just keep going and you never come back. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, one of the things Ron and I really like about Le Schwab is they are always doing the right thing. You've heard us say before, hey, they've been doing the right thing since 1952. It's true. And the thing I love is they really get involved in the micro communities around here. Cause you know, Seattle, Tacoma, five Fremont, what are we? We're just, it's a really cool area where you th- find 300 cities and towns that are just kind of connected with bridges, water and mountains. But let's not forget what's happening in Maple Valley for kids. This is pretty cool, Ron. Yeah, on July 22nd, the Valley Girls and Guys at Les Schwab will be having their fifth annual Be the Hope Walk at Summit Park in Maple Valley. It benefits the Valley Girls and Guys Foundation and is uh, dedicated to providing assistance to local families who are impacted by any type of cancer diagnosis. How cool is that? So you can participate and register. It's a 1.8 mile walk. It's 35 bucks. You can go to valleygirlsandguys.org. That's valleygirlsandguys.org. All right. Les Schwab, they've been doing the right thing since 1952. Investors, listen to me. You know, some investors aren't really investors. They're flippers. They're looking to buy a house and uh, flip it. But did you know that 40% of all Americans that hold a mortgage were refinanced down to a 2.8, 2.9, or 3.0? That's why you don't see any homes on the market right now for investors unless, unless you're willing to get in there and compete and not flip. That means investors, instead of being a flipper, you have to do what I do and become a buy and holder, right? And we can teach you how to buy and hold investors with a Ron and Don sit down. Yeah, it all starts really simply with a Ron and Don sit down. It's about a 30 to 45 minute Zoom call, free of charge. There's no obligation. We'll see if we make a good team. Email me directly, ron at ronanddon.com, or you can go to the website, ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Ron, you travel a lot. What did you think of this story that the internet is just, this has really gone viral? Uh, gentleman's at the airport, needs to get a connecting flight. His wife needs to get the connecting flight. And uh, there were some decisions that were made that probably didn't make everyone happy, but uh, it seems like the internet is happy about the decision that was made, right? <laughs> yeah, so the backstory on this, it's a couple, their daughter, uh, actually a Pacific Northwest couple, their daughter is away at school, and the the previous time they had done this trip, the wife had caused them to be late, and they missed their flight, and so therefore they missed the event that their daughter wanted them to attend at school. So this is the following trip where they're going to visit the daughter, and so the guy says that the, the man in this story describes himself as a type A traveler. He likes to pack on time, 
be 90 minutes early to the airport. Um, he, he's that guy. That's kind of the type of traveler that I am. And he says that his wife um, is very bad at staying on time. So for this second trip, he didn't want to miss it, didn't want to disappoint his daughter twice in a row. And so he was cracking the whip. He's like, hey, we got to be at the airport at this time. He said he barely got to that flight on time. And then they're going to their transfer gate and they get there. He says they have about 20 minutes before the they're going to board the plane. And so his wife says, I want a Starbucks. <laughs> and so he, t- he says, Hey, Uh-oh. there's no, they were in one of the, the satellite, um, the satellite, terminals he's like there's no starbucks here but there's a coffee shop here she's like i want a starbucks i'm gonna go back i'm gonna hop on the little train go back one terminal and because there's a starbucks there he's like you don't have time to do that she's like oh it'll be fine so she jumps on the train goes back to the starbucks they start boarding so he's waiting He's waiting, he's waiting. And so he's the last guy there. She's not back yet. He's texting her. He said he called her three times. She didn't answer. Called again. And she's like, I just need a few more minutes. Mm-hmm. So he's like, they're boarding the plane now. So the, the flight attendant or the person at the gate attendant says, it's now or never. You either get on this plane or not, but we're, I'm closing the gate right now. Yeah. And so he's like, he got on the plane. Because <laughs> he, he did not want to disappoint his daughter. So he gets on the plane. The wife's texting him to make them hold the plane. Yeah. He's like, I can't do that. They, she did not get on the plane. Wow. So as it's taxiing down the runway, he texts her and says, go buy another ticket and get here when you can get here. Yeah. So or, go, or go buy another. Or go home. Go, go buy another or, latte. Or go, go buy another Starbucks. Boy, that was an expensive macchiato. So, <laughs> so he, um, he said she got there. Late or the, either the next day or late or whenever it was, it cost him a bunch of money to buy the second ticket. Yeah, she was fine while they were at the event with the daughter, but when they got home, she has not spoken to him in a week. Wow! And so he, you know, took this story to Reddit, and of course, the vast majority of the people are on on his side. Uh, how do you see this? I couldn't have done it. Like I, I, I have no problem with with what he did, but I. Like, like I couldn't have done that. Like I, I would, I would want to keep the family together and I could see that week or two coming. Yeah. You, you, you would, you would disappoint your child. What's that? Instead of disappointing your, your adult companion. My son is 13. He can fly on his own. So I just, no. If you, they were visiting their kid and they missed the last event. Oh, gotcha. So yeah. this was the second time in a row. And he, yeah. and he told her, yeah. we're not disappointing our daughter the second time in a row. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I you, think you have I, to leave her behind. I think I totally support what he did. I think what he did is the right thing, and I probably would have done the wrong thing. I I would have. Oh my god! I, I would have got have on probably, that plane. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, I get to the airport. I, I'm flying out tomorrow, and here's my. I, I like to sound like a tough guy on that, but oh, I don't like the uncomfortableness that that he is dealing with now. I would see that down the road, and I and I just would not. I would just not want that. See, I'm flying tomorrow, and this is going to make some people's skin crawl. And intellectually, I know that I don't need to do this, but here, my flight is at eight fifty in the morning. So in my mind, I go okay. I need to be at the airport around 6.50 to 7 a.m., even though I know it's that's way too early. So that means I have a half an hour to drive down there. It means I probably have to get up around 5.30, leave my house around 6 uh, or, or so, 
You're and, dri- you're driving. No, I'm probably going to have to take an Uber or something. Okay, so you're, so and then and then. So, but my point is, is like I know I could leave at seven thirty. You don't have you. That makes sense to me. Like I would do that if if I know I, especially at SeaTac, the security line has been crazy. I'm TSA pre, but you don't. But you don't have to stand in the security line. So why do you do that? Because it's. If I didn't go, here's the thing I've, I've come to on all of these things while I'm, when I'm early. If I didn't go there then, I would be standing around at home looking at the clock wondering when I should go. <laughs> so it's not, there's nothing that I could, it's not like I'm going to launch into a movie or I'm going to start a new project on the computer. It's like, it's my travel day. So I might as well travel, travel. And I I bring a laptop with me since we've gotten to real estate. If I have time, I can post up in the terminal, take my laptop out and I'm by the gate. Yeah. So I'm instead of having a cup of coffee in my house, wasting time, I have the cup of coffee and I waste the time in the terminal already past security. Well, I do have to say airports, it's very different traveling today. And um, this sounds pretty captain obvious, but, but compared to when we were late for a TWA flight, like back in the day, I didn't want to be in the airport because people were smoking in the airport. People are smoking on the plane. Remember that when people are smoking on the plane, I think it's one of the reasons why early on, I didn't want to fly on planes because I I felt like I was in my, in my parents' suburban uh, going to church, the San or Christo Christian Catholic community, uh, just everywhere I went. So I never, I ne- I've always hated cigarette smoke. I couldn't stand it. Now though, you go to the airport, you don't have to worry about that. And, and in some airports, you're going into some of the best world-class shopping malls, uh, certainly anywhere in the country. I, just thought I should ask you for a ride. Cause I took you and your family in a driving ice storm yeah. to the airport. So you could abandon me to Hawaii. That's right. Uh, yeah. you should get up and drive me to the airport. Go tomorrow. ahead. And, go ahead and ask me. Hey, give me a ride to the airport tomorrow. Uh, no. It's Ron here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.loans. Mitch, it's interesting, as the interest rates have risen, many people thought, oh, well, there'll be a bunch of inventory that comes on right at the first part of 2023, and then things will level out. That didn't happen. Inventory remains tight. Interest rates remain high. Why would that still be a good time to buy? Well, now's a great time to buy, and that's because rates are going to drop, and we're going to see a feeding frenzy. Right now, there's a huge stagnant hole in the market, and that's that 700k to 1.2-ish million dollar home. And all the people living in those homes right now either refied or bought in a two and a half to three and a half percent rate, and they're terrified to move. They know if they sell their home, they're going to have to jump into a six, six and a half percent rate, and it just won't look as attractive. So what's going to happen is rates are going to drop and all those people who wanted to move, wanted to upsize, wanted to move for whatever reason, you know, people just like to move in life, but they don't move if there's this blocker. And we're going to see that blocker come off. We're going to see the cap come off and we're going to see a a bit of a frenzy here. All right. So this will be the time to buy and then replace the rate uh, once it drops with your new program. Yeah, we've got the rate and replace program. You can buy now and you can refi free of charge, free of the lender fees. um, And we'll take care of those for you. So great deal. All right. Check him out online at Mitch.loans. It's not a .com. It's Mitch.loans. 
All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Uh, we're going to punt on the story Howdy Doody because something just happened to Ron. He asked me on the on the little break that we had how often this happens to me. Uh, and it happens to me all the time where Anna writes me and says, hey, are we still meeting for lunch or Barbara? And my question is, who's named Barbara anymore? Uh, Barbara will say, are we still getting together? Or it, it's usually a woman. Usually it's. It's, yeah, it's never a guy. With me, it's always a woman, and they're always wondering if we're still meeting, if we're still doing... And then I'll look at the phone number, and I can tell, okay, this is not a phone number that I, that I recognize. I've had to warn my son about this now, because these messages are now coming to his phone, and sometimes these messages have things to click on. Uh, I usually write people back, and I tell them to F off, and then I block their number. Uh, Ron, you said you read a fascinating article. What what is going on here? Because how come someone named named Anna or Barb wants to have lunch with me, and I've I've I don't think I've ever met them in my life. What's, uh, ha- what's so happening? So I, I was curious about what the obviously it's a scam, and you get this text message many times. If you're on, if you have WhatsApp, you'll get a photograph as well. Yeah. It's usually for men. It's usually like an attractive woman, uh, and she's sending you photographs. And so I I was curious, like, what is this? scam like what is going on i know it's a scam i just don't know how it's a scam and so i believe it's wired magazine i I can't remember the exact publication but i believe it's wired magazine did this huge expose on it there was a a guy who is an investigative journalist in tech Uh and him and his buddy were drinking some beers one night and he gets one of these texts Mm. and so he was like he went chuckle chuckle he's like watch this i'm going to engage this person so he starts texting and he just, he wanted, his curiosity was piqued. And so then the next morning when he was sober, he looks at his phone and there's messages from this Anna person. And so he's like, I'm going to just see, he's like, I'm a reporter. Let me track this down and see what's up. So he goes into this months long investigative piece. That is one of the craziest things I've read. Um, and it ends up, and I don't want to say the country in case I get this wrong. It's a foreign Asian country. And it, it, he ends up um, traveling over there. It is a basically a slave labor camp um, in in a former casino that is run by these mafiosa men overseas. What uh, overseas where they are trying to get cryptocurrency out of people. So in the backstory is they there was this country and i can't remember where it was a border town um and they found out if if they made these casinos they could attract people from macau to come over and play high rollers and so they built this really nice casino it had all the infrastructure there and for a couple years it was great they would fly a private jet over to macau they would entice some whales to come over they'd come over do a bunch of high roller gambling and then covid hit and they shut they locked down travel Mm. and so this thing was just vacant they couldn't get anybody to come in and gamble. All the people started to leave. And so the, the sort of crime bosses that were involved with that decided to shift gears and they saw that this cryptocurrency thing was taken off. And so they basically had locked down their employees and said, you cannot leave. And there's fences up their whole, he has pictures and everything in this article. And so they just send out millions of texts all they do, they're working 15 hours a day uh, in these little cubicle farms uh, under the threat of bodily harm 
to get someone to respond to the text. And so once they do, the good ones, like they get punished if you don't get any any cryptocurrency. Um, and so you develop some skills. So they start doing this long con of developing a relationship with someone um, going back and forth, they'll send you pictures, they'll sort of be flirtatious, and then eventually they're they going to they catfish you. They're going to say something like, "Hey, are, um, are you familiar with um I had a really great day. I made a lot of money today uh, in the market or something like that." And then if if you've been going back and forth, sometimes they'll go back and forth for a week yeah. or longer. Uh, and really give you like the girlfriend experience and you go, Oh, well, where'd you make the money? Oh, it's just this thing I trade. Then the guy that, um, wrote the article was like, I was astonished by the discipline of this scammer because he knew what was going on and he tried to bait her into bringing him in because he, he wanted to do this story. And he's like, she wouldn't tell me. And so she'd go, Oh, I had a really good day in the thing. He's like, Well, what were you doing? Oh, never mind. How was your day? And so he's like, Wow. <clears throat> and so it went like this for a couple of days. And finally, she was like, Oh, I do that. I'm uh, trading this thing called Have You Heard of Tether? It's a cryptocurrency. And so then it goes into that whole thing. And eventually, they want to get you to open an account. Uh, and they're, you're going to transfer some tether to them. They give it to their crime boss. Once the transaction happens on the blockchain, it's completely untraceable and undoable. You can't get that money back. Wow. And so there are cases of very lonely people that start getting affection from either an attractive man or an attractive woman. Wow. Uh, and they end up sending over their life savings mm. uh, in this cryptocurrency. And I didn't understand what the con was, mm. but now I do. And so these people, they are slave labor. Um, they are in a country that is severely depressed economically right now. They cannot leave this compound. Uh, and this journalist tried to go in as a dumb tourist and he almost got like back roomed by the security there because he, you know, had the camera around his neck and he's do, 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 do. like, why can't I go over there? And he tried to just be unaware, but he knew he could see behind through the window of the casino uh, looking out that it was barred off. And it's a whole village back there. They have barber shops and restaurants, and but they can't leave. So um, when you're getting that text, uh, if you feel like, wow, this person knows me or they're giving me a lot of attention, if it pivots to any sort of cryptocurrency or any sort of, hey, I'm being really successful, they might take a screenshot of like, look how much money's in my account. Um, and they're trying to pique your interest into that. It is a, that is a huge scam that is getting millions and millions of dollars a year, yeah. uh, over, over to this country. Yeah. And not like when, when I remember not too long ago, we had an associate who was locked up down in Mexico. And in order to get him out of Mexico, I was going to have to send some cryptocurrency down there. So. I told the scammer, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Leave him in Mexico. I never really like that guy anyway. So, hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. If you need us, just reach out. Yeah, it's ronanddonsitdown.com. Let's start your real estate journey, whether you're buying or selling. And I do like to say this specifically. For families out there that you're going through a rough time right now, uh, maybe you've had a loved one pass away or uh, have a fall and you're, you're exploring assisted living and there's a piece of real estate that's sort of left hanging in the wind. 
Don and I are very good at untangling that and helping uh, carry the load for you during that difficult time. So if you're in that boat, it can be reverse mortgages. There can be a lot of deferred maintenance. Uh, and you just are overwhelmed with the reality of your family situation, give us a call or email and uh, we would love to jump in. And if we can't do it ourselves, we will figure out a plan for you. Uh, Ron and Don, sitdown.com. Yeah, and a lot of people, you inherit a house, but then you don't have the money to fix the house, to take it to market. And so then somebody comes along and they want to buy it from you off market for a big reduced price. Uh, this is happening at a property, someone that I've known for a long time. And grandma passed away out in Bothell, contacted me about a year ago, had to go through probate. We got on the other side and said, hey, there's a lot of people that are lowballing me on this property. And I said, you know what? We're going to figure out a way uh, to do the work. And and we're just going to have you pay us and our vendors at the closing table if that's what we have to do. Uh, and it has, to for, it has to be for people that we trust. Uh, there's not a lot of other realtors out there and vendors that would do that. It's like, okay, if we're going to start the work, write a check, put it in my hand now. And a lot of people just don't have the capital to do it. So if you don't have the cap, you have a property, but you don't have the capital to fix it, reach, reach out to me and we'll find a way. Don at ronanddon.com, ronanddonsitdown.com and uh, get signed up for our newsletter as well. Hey, don't forget tomorrow, we have a real estate only uh, real estate show that we're doing tomorrow. We're going to talk about what it's like to buy a fixer, what it is to add value, what it is to force appreciation, and why right now is a great time if you're a buyer to buy a fixer uh, versus uh, buying a piece of luxury real estate. This is a great time to buy, and we'll talk about why on tomorrow's Friday show, real estate only. All right, he's Ron. I'm Don. That's Charlie the dog over there on the floor. Here comes my son to say goodbye to you. You keep your head up and your shoulders back. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Ron and Don Show. I'm on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Only.